1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on. 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 Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? How you been the last couple weeks? Yeah. You tell me, buddy. It's I, I've been around. Where, you've been all
0: over the place. It feels uh, it feels like you have missed uh, the the whole first half of training well, camp.
1: That is true. I do feel like I'm, I've I've missed a lot of cowboy news, but I've been been to Jamaica, which was really nice. For all of you guys that reached out and said kind words, I appreciate you. I was on my honeymoon, but I am glad to be back. Um, and Landon, we've got some some things to talk about today. So. If you don't mind, we're going to do a little bit of a uh, catch-up over the last couple weeks and basically talk about some big things that are happening in Cowboys camp. Uh, so I'm going to have a lot of questions for you. So are you ready to jump right into this? I've got your answers, buddy. All right, let's Let's do go it. ahead and start with Dak Prescott because uh, from kind of just from an outsider's view, it seems like he's having a good camp. Uh, there's still some up and down parts of his game. Um, I, I actually like the quote that Prescott had yesterday. He basically said he got a lot better. Uh, he's kind of trying throws in practice just to see where he can put the ball and where he can't put the ball. Uh, and That's kind of resulted in a few interceptions. Um, but I'm going to ask you, Landon, how has Prescott looked so far in camp? I think he's looked really good. I mean, I think that really, you
0: know, there's been uh, – a lot of kind of hand wringing over some of the interceptions, but I, I think you know what he's talked about is really kind of a good example of why that doesn't really concern me. Um, you know, I, I think the question, and I, I talked about this on Twitter yesterday, is I think the question is, can Dak put the ball where he wants it when he when he wants needs to? Yeah, when he when he needs to. Yeah, and, and I think that that's you know, I think it. Along that spectrum, he's improved. I think that's without a doubt just because his is, it, it feels like his uh, mechanics are more consistent. Um, and again, this is still all kind of preliminary because we do need to still see it in the context of what's happening when there's trash around his feet, when he's moving, mm-hmm. when he's resetting. Right. I mean, we've seen only a few kind of live... In, in, in none of these, he's being hit, you know. So even in the live, in the, you know, full go segments, he's not being hit. So, uh, you know, I think that there's, we need to make sure that, that kind of confirm it when, when, when the bullets are flying as well. But I think in, along that line, he has, uh, he has definitely improved. You know, I think the throws, the interceptions that are being thrown out here are tip passes and, you know, times when he's throwing the ball. You know, in questionable situations, and I think that quote kind of describes why he's doing that. He's, tr- he's trying things out in practice, and, and in a normal game situation, Dak is very careful with the football. I'm not concerned about his decision-making, so, um, yeah, I, I tend to think that his throwing, his, his accuracy has improved uh, quite a bit, uh, but it's... You know, this is only this is a preliminary test. We it, it, we won't really know much until the bullets start flying.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm excited to see. I, I, you know, the one of the things that Kellen Morris kind of talked about this offseason is being more aggressive, especially down the field. And I think we're starting to see a little bit more of that in practice with, you know, him taking chances, especially to to Michael Gallup and sometimes John Vea Johnson, who I want to get to in a second. But um, yeah. yeah, it seems like overall things are trending in a positive direction for Prescott. Um, let's go ahead and move to running backs, Lane, And I don't want to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Instead, I want to talk <laughs> about Tony Pollard, who is impressing okay. a lot of people. I know I reached out to you you and uh, John the last couple of days, kind of asking how Pollard is doing. and Both of you guys are really impressed. What have you seen from Pollard so far, Lane? Yeah, I
0: mean, just as advertised. I mean, just very fluid is the word that keeps getting used, and I, I definitely... Uh, uh, agree with that. He's sudden. I think is another word. Just you know, his in his ability to uh, change direction on the move. You know, I think that one run where he, uh, I, you know, I, and John, I, was it John that put a really good angle of that? But someone put a really good angle of that touchdown run he had in I think the blue white mm-hmm. scrimmage yep. the other day. Um, and it I mean that shows you what we're talking about I mean a guy who moves at a high rate of speed but also changes speed without losing momentum um, which is scary you know and and, and I think you've seen that when he runs routes too like he's running the route at full speed then he'll look like he stopped and he'll kind of that's what happened to Jalen Smith on that route is I think when he was covering him that, uh, that Dak overthrew was that it was, yeah. You know, he kind of just—it wasn't even a stop. He just like kind of shifted, like he was gonna stop, and then kicked it into a higher right. gear. Um, and, and, yeah. So he does that in a way that I haven't really seen since, like, you know, uh, what's his name? I'm totally forgetting his name. Number twenty-five. The, <laughs> s- the of- Jones or Lance Dunbar? No, no, damn Dunbar. Yeah, like in Dunbar, in in the sense that you know he's he kind of accelerates and explodes really quickly i I think he's gonna be uh and the other thing too that it's really impressive is that you've seen him doing all kinds of different stuff you know and it and he's and he's doesn't seem to be have any problem with any of it so uh yeah zeke no zeke whatever i mean you know whatever how that ever pans out uh this guy is going to have uh, be involved in the offense and i think he's going to be uh, could be a, a real special player as far as creating big plays. Now,
1: please correct me if i'm wrong, but it still looks like he needs a little work in terms of his route running. He needs to be more crisp there because when we saw him at Memphis, honestly, he was a slot receiver who basically ran uh basically like a tunnel screen and an underneath screen and occasionally ran a slant. I I, I actually don't think he has very much experience Running routes from out of the backfield—is that kind of something that you've noticed so far at camp? I mean, out of the backfield, I,
0: I, I've seen him running a lot of. I haven't seen him running a, a wide variety of routes out of the backfield, but but we, but what I have seen him do is run motion out into the slot and run. You know, I mean, he'll run a wheel route right. out of the it's, slot, and that's, that's a fun route. I mean, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and I, I I think he's not running. Uh, you know, he's not running corner routes or right, you know right. or, or complicated uh, uh you know you know multi uh, multifaceted multi-part routes it is more kind of just uh slants you know that sort of thing like you know one make get up here and make a cut at five yards you know and, and yeah he's definitely needs work especially in relation to you know the wide receivers that are on the team uh, to, to continue there but I I, I don't like his his route running is not such that it, it'll keep him off the field at this right. point. Right. And that's, you know the, that's the
1: most important thing is that
0: Yeah. He it's functional for sure at this point. It's going to get better, but it's definitely with his athleticism the way it is, it's definitely functional. All right, let's
1: take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about the wide receivers. All right, Lane and just kind of wrapping things up here with the the offense. Wide receivers, it seems like Amari Cooper nobody can cover him on this team. Michael Gallup yeah. is making the leap in the second year, kind of what we anticipated. And then there's been some surprises with John Veya-Johnson making some plays down the field. Uh, I've seen some tweets about Tavon Austin making plays. Just kind of give me your general thoughts about this wide receiver core so far through camp. It's
0: a healthy competition. I mean, I, I think that's the thing that's most exciting about it is that it really feels like – Yeah. It really feels like all these guys are kind of taking their turn. Um, and, and it's not like when the guys are not taking their turns that they're, you know, like you're seeing a ton of drop passes or, or anything like that. Like, I really think that there's a healthy competition going on with several different pretty talented players, you know, including we got to throw Reggie Davis's mm-hmm. name in there. Um, uh, we got a – we got a, yeah, Tavon Austin, I think, is a guy whose name has been forgotten because everyone's excited about these new people. But I've seen him doing stuff out here, like you mentioned. Jalen Guyton, you know, is a guy who's still managing to get behind defenses and and run. He's runs, he runs really great routes. You know, considering what we're talking about as a player. You know, I mean, I saw him running a corner route that was really impressive at one point, getting open. Um, and yeah, and then obviously it's hard not to you can't go any further with mentioning any of these guys without mentioning John Vaya Johnson Mm -hmm. I think he's been the guy that's probably kind of the uh, in the, the wheelhouse of uh uh, of what they're looking for. I mean, he's kind of a a, a mixture of, of several different players. I mean, he's he's not big, but he's he's got speed to burn. He's got quickness. They, we've seen him be used in, in the slot. We've seen him be used outside. We've seen him uh, get used in in uh, jet sweeps. I mean, yesterday in the blue white scrimmage was probably his his first you know kind of bad day. I would say uh, just he had to pretty bad drops um but I, I would say that outside of that i mean he's he's been able to get deep on on the first with the first team against the first team defense um he's uh, excelled at all kind of all levels of the field whether it's short or or medium range i mean he's he's been able to get in the catch the ball in the, in the middle of the field as well uh he's just kind of done he's kind of put out a complete performance and again outside of uh, what was kind of a disappointing performance yesterday? Uh, I, I think he has been the guy who's made the case that he should be the fourth receiver uh, on this team, uh, and then that that the that the rest of the race kind of starts after Which, him.
1: That is incredible. We're two weeks into camp, and you're already making the argument that he should be the 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 guy after Cooper, Gallup, and Cobb. That's that's awfully impressive. It almost. I don't want to seem like it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to make the 53 man roster, but we're certainly trending that way, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I'm not certainly not guaranteeing anything, but I I, I would say that when Heard, I, I mean, looking back now, I kind of feel like when Heard got Hearns. cut, when Heard, Hearns got cut, uh, I'm sorry, you know what I was thinking about is, is I was thinking about how. Guyton and really it doesn't even just need to be Guyton and John Van Johnson but this could be like that year that Heard and Austin both mm-hmm. made the team as undrafted free agent wide receivers. I'm, I'm wondering if this is now another time when we might see two undrafted free agents make this team and, and, and whether it's and Reggie Davis is a is a first-year player, but, he, you know, I mean, I think it's kind of a similar situation, yeah. right, where uh, you know, I, it could be him and Reggie Davis. It could be Guyton and Reggie Davis – I mean, Guyton and uh, uh, John Veya-Johnson. Um, it could be Guyton and and, and Reggie Davis if, if the John Veya-Johnson, you know, can't keep it up or if those other two guys shine out. But I will say this, that I, I think that very likely, just looking at the way things are, you know – when, if you're if you're ranking the, everything past the first three guys, you know the top three of the remaining right of four, five, and six, more than likely you're going to include two of those undrafted guys in Man. that three, and so I, I think that shows you the kind of talent that they were able to mine. Yeah, I, I
1: still think Tavon's a lock to make the roster just because of what he can do on special teams, also as a runner. Well, let,
0: let, let me add this in real quick because I, I would normally would agree, but they have been trying everybody at punt returns, hmm. like John Veatch Johnson, Reggie Davis. Uh, they actually had uh, Pollard back yeah, then. Yeah, I, ever, I, I noticed he's that. He's that was gonna say that's before. something
1: he he hasn't done. I don't think in camp or in college. I think that is that's interesting. I, I'm
0: wondering if they don't want to, and I and I think that by the way, I think that uh, Cobb is likely to take over that role of the uh, safe Beasley. punt return, like yeah. like the yeah. Beasley, right? So uh, I, I'm wondering if they aren't trying to get out from under. Tavon Austin pigeon holding him into a roster mm, spot interesting so I, that I, I'm just br- bringing that up because I, I feel like they have tried a lot of bodies I think I saw Mike Jackson back there returning kicks at one point so I, I think that they've tried it, that may have been kicks but I'm still you know they're looking at a whole bunch of different guys at both returner roles and to me that that seems like well even though Austin's number is not huge or whatever do they really want to be pigeon held with the guy who has got an injury issue can he stay on the field, you know what I'm saying? So just, just don't throw I hope out there. Tavon
1: makes a team because I still think he can be a valuable I, player.
0: I don't disagree. I think he's special with the with the speed when he's when he's when he's healthy, you know. But the the real problem is is that how long can you rely
1: right. on? Absolutely. That? Um, let's touch on the offensive line really quickly. Just any quick t- takeaways. I know they've kind of been monitoring some of the veterans. Zach Martin's going to be out for the next week with a sore back. is probably the best way to put it. Uh, just any thoughts on that offensive line? Connor Williams
0: I mean he's looks really mm-hmm. great I mean he's definitely looks like a guy who won a golf cart compared to last yeah. year uh, you know I think he's uh that he's a healthy three twenty he's you know i mean he looks well he looks good carrying around he's he's added strength um you know it's 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 legit a uh, very positive sign Connor Williams I think that's really the storyline is that I'm hoping that this is the year we go back to not having to worry about the left guard position. Uh, and I'm going to say this since uh, since we lost Leary because I, I don't know that Collins ever fully com- felt comfortable there. Uh, I think this guy could be the best guy since mm.
1: Leary left. Ooh, that's a pretty big statement. Um, but yeah, from, from all the videos that we've kind of seen, the tweets, it definitely looks like he's gotten stronger. Uh, his upper body is significantly bigger. Uh, and that's translating into some positive production for, for Williams. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the defensive line. The two guys that are kind of stood out so far uh, are Malik Collins. Uh, seems like he's finally healthy, and he's starting to kind of put it all together. And then Dorrance Armstrong. Uh, you know, we, we were looking for a defensive end to kind of make the leap, whether it was Taco Charlton, uh, maybe Kerry Hyder getting back, but it appears Dorrance Armstrong is the guy that's kind of taking his play to the next level. Uh, Landon, what are your thoughts on those two guys in camp so far?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of what everybody else has seen for sure. I mean, I think Dorrance is definitely taking his level up to, uh, to uh, the next, you know, plateau. And and uh, I, I think, like I said, he was a guy that we talked about all throughout the off season, and and thought that he could definitely be uh, someone who was uh, a candidate for this. I mean, he showed out at different times at at, at training camp last season too. So. I mean, the difference now is that he's beating Tyron Smith every once right, in a while, right. and that's crazy. So, um, I, I think right now it's it's about seeing how he translates that to the game and, and takes that to the game. And, and from a guy like Millie Collins, I mean, honestly, this is not an un. What we've seen is unbelievable out of him. But I, I, the, the, I guess unbelievable is a terrible word because really, it, this is very believable for. Uh, you know the trajectory of the player that we saw from his rookie year the problem has always been that he's had one nagging uh-huh. injury or another and i feel like that has actually kind of inhibited his ability to develop because he uh, you know he he doesn't pra- get a lot of practice time he's basically only playing games he's uh, he's missed all the training camp his rookie year and still managed to get five or six sacks so uh, if, if his foot is completely healthy and and, and able to, and stable Uh, I think we're going to see a a realization of of Malik Collins that is uh, something that we hadn't seen yet, and and I think he has immense talent, and that would be really impressive. He's really taking Tristan Hill under his wing, and that was something that
1: John owning. Which is cool, considering that Collins has to know that Hill is coming for his job next year, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I yeah, and I think that when you look at that and, and if uh, we've talked about it over and over again, when you look at that, you look at the idea that maybe Randy Gregory makes it back to this team as to, as well, suddenly you got maybe t- more Tyrone Crawford inside and 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 all, Chris Chris Covington is legit. Like Good. that dude can play. And uh so I, I think
1: you've got suddenly you might have a nice little rotation inside. And we're talking about Christian Covington. We uh, we we made up the yes, Christian. We made up nicknames for these guys before, but I don't remember what they were. Christian Covin, defensive tackle. Linebackers, Leighton Van Rush and Jalen Smith are great. Anything else?
0: Nope, they okay. are great, and so are the, so like the two or three guys underneath Good. them. Frankly, I mean, I, really, I mean, Joe Thomas, March Lillard, obviously <laughs> Sean Lee. Uh, this kid, Gifford, that they're, yeah. the, Luke Gifford, that they're like looking at, I mean, they like all of them, and they all seem to be very good at playing football. Uh, Chris, Even Chris Covington
1: got an interception the other day in practice, so it, it's it's tough to keep I, track. I do want to point this out because John made a good point about this the other day. Uh, Luke Gifford has been rotating with Chris Covington, the linebacker, uh, on special teams unit with the first team. So that typically gives you an idea who's going to make the roster. And if Gifford and Covington are you know, competing for snaps now, that might be a fun little battle that we have to watch here in training camp. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the cornerbacks. Uh, no Byron Jones as he deals with a hip injury. Uh, we're starting to see some of the young corners. I know Donovan Alumba had a good uh, practice at the blue-white scrimmage. Um where are some of your thoughts on some of these younger cornerbacks?
0: They're all playing great. I mean they I mean that's the thing is uh it's it's I mean Al- alumba has been kind of up and down at times. Um I mean he definitely had an amazing day the last two days really. Um but I really think Mike Jackson has been really great and and diff- all throughout different points of camp. Um yeah, I think it, he's made it clear that he's belongs and is part of, you know. And even yesterday he had a, a forced fumble as well, and, and he's picking the ball off, and he's been good in coverage. I've seen him playing in the slot, playing outside. Uh, let me ask you this. Like, if compared
1: um, to, like, Cheeto as a rookie, how does he compare, to like, to Mike Jackson? Um,
0: I think it's a tough comparison because Cheeto was definitely going through a, well, I mean, Cheeto was going through a higher – Rung of competition, but I don't know if the talent was still any better nah. for the wide receivers he was going through against the you know ones as the now current you know twos that Mike Jackson is right. going through. Um, I would say that they're are they similar. I mean, I would say that I would say that they're comparable. Okay. Maybe um, I, I think that Cheeto's probably I, I would compare Cheeto more to Jordan Lewis.
1: You in mean
0: the uh, sense Michael, Michael that... Jackson in terms of Jordan Lewis? Oh, yeah, sorry, no, yeah. no, yes, yeah, uh, uh, Jackson uh, more Jordan Lewis, where it, it's, like, it's a little bit more up and down, but, like, it's there's more ups mm-hmm. and there's more down. You know, like, with Cheeto, with he's very steady. Like, he, he's competing on every single snap. He may get the hand on the ball, you may get the reception, but it's going to be close every single right. time. I think with this guy, with Jackson... You're seeing him pick the ball off. You're seeing him make plays, and then every once in a while, he's letting a guy get loose behind him, and you know he needs to clean that up. But I, I think that he's a, a volatile player, which I think is has some value on a, on the defense. You know, you don't want a, just a team full of steady Eddie's. You need guys to cre- inject volatility in there to, to be playmakers.
1: And I think he he to me seems more like that kind right. of guy. And that's what we're excited to see. We're excited to see if he can be. More consistent because I think the skills are there. He's obviously athletic enough. Uh, we saw the ball skills in college. Uh, Michael Jackson, somebody we're going to be really watching in, in, in the preseason game on Saturday. All right, Landon, our last thing that we're going to talk about today uh, is maybe the most important, most surprising thing of camp so far. And that's Xavier Woods from all accounts and by you know everybody that we talked to. And
0: Surprising
1: for know, you, maybe. I, I, that's <laughs> the wrong way to put it. Maybe the most impressive <laughs> thing we've seen is Xavier yes. Woods kind of make the leap so far. Just tell me what you've seen from Woods so far in, in practice. More of the same. I mean, it's just him taking the next step. He, he's been
0: on a steady incline uh, since, uh, you know, middle of the season last year. Something Clicked in him, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, you know you saw it near the end of the le- of the season last year. He really started to see things a lot better. Um, it's you know he's just he's confident now, which makes him play more fluid, and he's reacting quicker. He's moving before. Uh, he's seeing the patterns, is what it is. You know, it's like he's seeing the, the it, it all. It's it's the matrix. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's the, he's seeing the ones and zeros now, and so um, it's it's helping his you know it's helping promote his athleticism. You know, it's he's because he's getting a jump, and he's getting he's in full speed by the time he needs to get there. Now, look, I mean, some of the stuff you know, that people have pointed out. Well, the you know, Dax arm got hit on his on that one interception, and, and these are all good points. But the but the but the other point is that you know this stuff was happening in the season too, and they still weren't getting interceptions. So, like the fact that he's getting to where the ball is going to be most of the time, it, it you know that's going to promote interceptions, regardless of whether. That specific play would or would not have been interception whether if the ball had been not been tipped by the the defensive lineman. You know what I'm saying? So the point is that he's arriving at the ball when he needs to, and I think it's it's going to play out in the season like that too.
1: Okay, and you know I think. Xavier Woods took a little offense to when some people were saying that the Cowboys need Earl Thomas that Woods can't be a you know full time free safety, uh, and he, he's actually talked about that how that's motivated him. You know, a lot of the fans just didn't think he was in that same level of player. So, through two weeks of camp or whatever we are right now, uh, Woods is is really a a surprising player that I, I just can't wait to see once we get to the regular season. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason,